BG Mania, a video game music podcast for December 18th, 2019, is made possible by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. On with the show. to BG Mania, a weekly video game music podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the, or should I say, one of the greatest hits of 2019. It's Frank. I'll take the greatest of 2019. One of, that's why I was going to say the, but now nah, I wasn't going to give you all of the credit for being the greatest hit. For those just joining us, what we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes, which will always be announced in advance. So you're guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh, and something exciting each and every week. If you are new to the world of video game music podcasts, you are in for a treat. But for all the veterans that may be stumbling upon our neck of the Lost Woods for the very first time, Frank and I definitely tell more personal stories about the games we play music from and about the tracks themselves, instead of constantly diving into music theory and breaking apart each track, instruments at a time. As always, we hope you enjoyed the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure today. Do not forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. I truly humbly believe that this is going to be one of our strongest episodes we've ever done here at BG Mania. Uh, you know, this is our third time doing a best of episode. You know, we did one for 2017 and obviously last year for 2018. Of course, the episode topic for this week is best of 2019. Frank and I have prepared 16 tracks from 16 different games that we truly believe have the strongest soundtracks from this past year. 
knowing what we have coming up, I'm so excited to move into the music and really just dive into our discussions because this these tracks that we picked are incredible. Yeah, this I told Brian, I go, this is probably one of our strongest episodes of all time. I don't have any stinkers up in this place. Yeah, there's really not a bad track on this entire episode, and it's going to be so much fun, you know, listening to all of this music, but at the same time, reminiscing back on an incredible year of gaming. You know, we just recently did that two weeks ago at the Max Level podcast with our Lower Down Games Awards, where we got to reminisce on all of the amazing games that came out over the past year and give out some much deserved awards. But on the episode today, we just get to celebrate the music of that entire idea. And, you know, 16 different games. I think looking at this list, I've played all 16 of these games. And dare I say, no, I've not finished all 16 of these games because I've not. Uh, and I actually you know what? I haven't played all 16 of the games. There's one game on this list I haven't played. Astral what? Chain. I've okay. not played Astral Chain yet. But I do know that it has an incredible soundtrack because I saw people talking about it when it came out. And uh, as far as I'm aware, Astral Chain is most likely going to be one of my Christmas gifts from Jessica this year. So really looking forward to getting into that if and when I do get the chance to do so either later this month or if she doesn't have a chance to pick it up, then when I do buy it with my own money at some point in the future. The opening track that you heard was my first pick on the episode this week, and that happens to come from a game that almost won our award for soundtrack of the year. It came in, it basically was the runner up. And we did an entire episode on this game back in, I want to say, September. Of course, the game we're talking about is River City Girls. The name of the track was Detention. River City Girls came out September 5th, 2019, everywhere for Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. That was composed by Megan McDuffie, who incredible, incredible, incredible synthwave, retrowave composer that we talked so much about. Uh, all of the vocal tracks that are in River City Girls, except for one, were actually performed by her as well. She has an incredible voice. Uh, this, this entire soundtrack, this entire game was so much fun to play through. Uh, really did, you know enjoy my time with it and I do still stand by that I think it's one of the best beat-em-ups to release in a long 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 time and especially you know with an amazing soundtrack accompanying it uh, it didn't get much better than River City Girls this year for me and River City Girls at one point was almost on like a, a short list for one of my favorite games of 2019 like you know game of 2019 even so th this was an incredible experience from way forward in Arc System Works and I just always really enjoyed listening to the music. You know, there were so many moments of the game where I just had to stop and be like, appreciate what not only Megan McDuffie, but Chipsel. You know, there's a couple tracks that she attributed to. And then, uh, you know, there were uh, two other vocalists that uh, Christina V, one of my favorite voice actors, and I can't remember the other guy. But, um, you know, just all of this came together to make an incredible soundtrack. And that track right there, Detention basically is the what you would think would be like your world one stage. And I know we've said many times like world one stages are always so catchy. They're vibrant because, you know, it's going to be the stages that a lot of people hear the most if they die. It's where, it's where, it's where, it's where you get game. hooked as well to the game. Yeah, yeah, where you get hooked. They, they want a strong track to really accompany a strong moment in the game to try to keep you progressing and wanting to progress forward. And uh, that detention track, man, is is just so, so, so good. So good. Uh, that, that was a definitely a banger right there man uh for for my pick though what i did um is i played all but two of the games 
from the list that I picked from. Uh, and I did so because I wanted to hear these soundtracks because I feel like, you know, if the soundtracks are good, I'm going to get these games. Um, and I'm hoping to get them both for Christmas, fingers crossed, or just like Brian, I'll be spending my Christmas cash. Yeah, my my, my two for Christmas are Astral Chain and uh, Dragon Quest XI S for the Switch. <laughs> that, that's what I'm hoping for. Well, this is the big one. This is the big present I'm, asking, I'm looking for this Christmas. Um, from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, this is Anakin's Betrayal. And that was Anakin's Betrayal from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh, composed by Stephen Barton. That's also from uh, Revenge of the Sith. Which is a great movie. The best. You don't like that one? We don't talk about the uh, prequels. I do. I like them. Give me some Jar Jar Binks, baby. Miss, I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) You don't like Jar Jar? You don't like the prequels? The hell's wrong with you, Frank? Give me some Phantom Menace. Give me some Attack of the Clones or whatever the hell the second one was called. (laughs) <laughs> For me, the best prequel is none of them. Uh, Rogue One. Okay. The Mandalorian. 
the, the Mandalorian is excellent. I still haven't watched it. Is it is excellent. I, I haven't seen the latest episode, but uh, that's that happens tonight. Now, I don't know if that was a recomposition for Jedi Fallen Order or, or if it was literally the same track, but it is in the soundtrack. I know exactly where it takes place in the game. It's an incredible moment and an incredible soundtrack for an incredible experience of a game. I really cannot wait to play this game. You have no idea. Um, I was highly disappointed because I was. this is one of this is the game that I was going to buy with my Xbox that uh, didn't happen. I had a horrible experience with Walmart. Maybe burn in hell. Um, <laughs> Game's right up your alley, too, man. It, it is a a faithful, like, throw or nod to a Metroidvania where you're, you know, getting new powers, having to backtrack and unlock different things and go back and find secrets and collectibles. It is a, a very fun game and really the Star Wars game we've been waiting for for a long, long, long time. Uh, it's going to happen. Your, your boy's going to play this and I am going to probably shed a tear or two. There's there's some moments that uh, I mean, there weren't really that many too many emotional moments for me, but there were moments that like as a fan of Star Wars, definitely you're you're going to feel those for sure. I mean, I just by the title alone, I think I know what happens here. But uh, just in case you don't, I'm going to leave it up in the air. <laughs> well, it's definitely a uh, an interesting story that Respawn Entertainment was able to put together. You know, those guys really just don't make bad games over there at Respawn. You look at, you know, the amazingness that was Titanfall 2, how incredible Apex Legends was earlier this year, a game that we're not picking from today, obviously, but, uh, you know, a game that did light up the charts in terms of gameplay and, and social appeal and just viewership on Twitch and all these different things, man. Uh, Respawn made they they made some strides in the industry this year, but definitely the standout of their work for me so far has been Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, Kyle and I, Kyle from the Maximal Podcast and LebanonGames.com, we were playing that side by side together and uh, just had and, and played it. You know, it's, it's a single player game. It just meant like him and I were playing at the same time and really started at the same time and kind of progressed through the game right around the same pace. I did finish it a couple hours before he did, but we just had so much fun talking about it while playing it that I know there's some moments that I'm excited for you to see in this game when you do get around to playing it. And the again, the soundtrack, if you thought that was good, there's some amazing compositions on the soundtrack. They did an incredible job. Star Wars music has always been great. I'm assuming John Williams is probably on the soundtrack somewhere. Uh, a lot of inspiration from John Williams. Absolutely. Okay, okay. And, and like, uh, you know, some stuff that he composed for the movies was kind of redone. So. All right, uh, they, they, they did a lot of a lot of cool things with the soundtrack. I'm going to move now to one of my favorite Souls-like games to come out in a long time. We're going to Code Vein. The name of this track is Requiem Peace and Light.
And that was Requiem, Peace and Light from Code Vein, which was composed by Go Shida. Same guy that did all the music for a lot of these this personal teams games. Uh, you know, it's the same studio behind God Eater. Uh, he composed all of those games and just does an incredible job. Helps out with some other things as well. Bandai Namco, uh, definitely a, a team player. He's, he's featured on some of the Tales games as well. Code Vein came out September 27th, 2019 for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. First of all, how beautiful was that track? We've talked opera before on the show. How beautiful was that? I was hooked in seconds. Yeah. Uh, first of all, huge, huge, huge shout out to the uh, solo vocalist there, Jamie Lynn Hart. Jamie Lynn Hart went to the Berkeley College of Music and I was able to find quite a bit about her on uh, their actual website. Her uh, her formal training and education is in opera and classical music, but professionally, she performs now as a pop rock singer songwriter. She's actually an instructor at the Berkeley College of Music now uh, in, in terms of uh, opera well, and classical someone, music. So, someone that talented. I'm glad they're teaching others. Yeah. So, you know, she did such an incredible job. And this was fully orchestrated. This is a fully orchestrated soundtrack, but they didn't use like any like name brand orchestra that just comes to mind. Uh, they recorded the entire thing at Soundrack Boston. I have like the entire breakdown of all the like the musicians, you know, the drummer, the bassist, the guitar, flute, oboe, clarinet, fagato, horns, trumpets, trombones, bass trombones, tuba. But I would just have to go through and list them all. Uh, we, we've talked about this. I believe it's a lot of the same people that Bandai Namco uses before when they do orchestrated music, because I, I recognize some of these names like on the French horn is Yu Suzuki. And I remember we made the joke that I wonder if that's the same Yu Suzuki that created Shenmue and we know it's not. But I remember making that joke before. So I think that they use a lot of the same people when they when they need instrumentalists to come you in. You don't and, think that Sega gave him some time to go out and play his French horn? <laughs> I don't think so. He doesn't work for Sega anymore. He works for the fans because they kickstarted Shenmue 3. <laughs> oh, Sega's bringing them back for Shenmue 4. They're like, no, we, they ain't, we, ain't messing up, we ain't messing up twice. They absolutely should. You're damn right they should. Uh, an incredibly beautiful track, though, man, and, and such a powerful moment in Code Vein, a game that I know you were down on, but I, I don't know that you ended I up purchasing I, it. I, I, I think this game got delayed, did it not? It got, kind of like, it got delayed several times. It was think, a I year think, delay. I think, what, I think that's what threw me off was like, because I was in the mindset for it at the time and went just out of sight, out of mind after a while. Yeah, uh, an incredible an incredible experience. It's, it's you know, one of those Souls-like games where, uh, you know, the combat is very much inspired by From Software and Bloodborne. And we didn't say it on, on BG Mania, but shout out to those guys over at From Software and Hidetaki Miyazaki for producing the Game of the Year, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice at the official Game Awards. Yeah. Uh, really, really, really cool. And, uh, you know, an incredible game. But... Yeah, Code Vein, definitely uh, one of my top emblem. three. <laughs> one of my top three uh, Souls-like games right up there with Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne, man. An incredible game with an incredible soundtrack. Uh, very Soundtrack very much like that. You know, it, it has feels like that. Uh, very epic, you know, kind of operatic. Is that a word? I don't know. But uh, yeah. really, really good. Really, really, really good soundtrack and incredible moments in the game. Um, uh, I have something planned. I'm just, I'm just a little different here. I want to take you to the, the world of Pokemon. Okay. Uh, so this year we got Pokemon Sword and Shield. This is the Battle Tower.
and that was the Battle Tower from Pokemon Sword and Shield, uh, which was composed, the only track composed by Toby Fox. Yeah, definite, uh, definite feel of a traditional Toby Fox composition. You get a little bit of like the Megalovania type stuff in there, but he's such an upbeat composer. Like he's he's really good at what he does. And it was really cool when they announced that he was going to be contributing a track to the new Pokemon games. And, you know, what a track it ended up being. I actually, as much as I like the, the regular Pokemon competition team, I would love to have like just tons of guests out there. It would be cool if they did it the way they did like Kid Icarus. You know what I mean? Like just bring in a bunch of people, like have some Matoi Sakuraba on there, have some freaking uh, Yuzo Koshiro on there. Uh- Hell, <laughs> they could even do it Smash Brothers style. Just bring people in to compose. You, know, you, you could redo old songs, just th- throw, your, throw your stank on it. I'd love to hear like a uh, a Yoko Shimomura take on a Pokemon track. <laughs> Can you imagine? It would be incredible, I think, man. You know, just oh man, it, it, it's it's giving me goosebumps just thinking about it. But uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, you know, we've played um, a track last month on Radio Hour as well from it. An incredible, incredible game uh, just came out, man, about a month ago, right? The 15th, I think it was, of November? It was mid, It was mid-November. I don't have the Yeah, I, th- I think it was November 15th because that was a Friday, uh, obviously exclusive to the Switch. But uh, a game that I really, really, really need to get back to. I haven't played it since the second week it came out, obviously. I ended up getting caught up in, like, the Shenmue saga again and, you know, just all of this different stuff that we've been working on here at Lebanon Games and getting ready for 2020. We have some big plans coming up for, uh, for 2020 uh, in terms of like our coverage and website and you know we'll, we'll be making a few changes and maybe some adjustments to bg mania and max level as we generally like to do but for the most part bg mania is going to be staying the same because you know why why fix something that's not broke type of a thing like bg mania is going really 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 well <laughs> this this game this pokemon sword and shield is a game that is very what's the word i'm looking for it's like a, it's like a, a time vampire for me I tell myself I'm going to play this for like 20, 30 minutes while I'm laying down just to go to bed. And I end up like playing this game to like four or five in the morning sometimes, which, <laughs> which, which yeah, it's great. I'm having fun, but I wake up at six, six fifteen at the latest to get ready for work. Uh, so this is really, this has affected my productivity, but I'm so far, but, but, but I'm so far into the post game and it's so fun that I, I, I don't mind it. And I'm impressed that you're still playing it, you know, uh, post game wise, like uh, there, that must mean there's a lot of content to do. There is. Plus I, I'm a completionist. I'm going to go, and complete my Pokédex. I'm going to battle the world. Have you been trading with anyone else that has sword? Because I know you have shield and myself and Sean have swords. I didn't know if you've been trading anyone else or are you just getting lucky with like the, the random trades online? I, I, a couple cu- couple random trades online have gotten me the starters. Um, but I still, I, for all the exclusives, I still need you guys to help me out. Um, yeah. <laughs> Working on it. <laughs> Sometime in the next five years. <laughs> I, 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 I need to do all my special trade evolutions with you guys as well. Yeah. Um, you and I will link up and do that eventually like we did with Pokemon uh, Let's yeah, Go. Yeah, yeah. I'm in no rush for that. I'm, I'm, I'm getting what I can get right now. Um, but ironically enough, the only part of the game that I really haven't played is the Battle it's Tower. the Battle Tower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's, uh, as we talked about last week, was a new addition in Pokemon Crystal. Yes. We, we, played, we played the track from, uh, you know, our... Uh, Swan Song Years episode of Pokemon Crystal, the Battle Tower music. So really, really cool. Good uh, call back to that. See how we tie everything together? Accidentally, but still, done done a great job. (laughs) Or should I say coincidentally, I guess. It's, 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 It's accidentally on purpose. Exactly, exactly. I'm excited to move to this next track. And I considered 
putting it at the end of the episode, like as my last pick. But then I was like, you know what? The only way it would really work is if I went last and I don't go last this week. Frank actually has the last track of the episode. So right, I do. I am going to play a track from a game that I really kind of fell in love with over the course of it was around springtime. I was playing this game. Uh, it's called Heaven's Vault, and it has a really amazing soundtrack behind it. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is a very long track. It's about eight and a half minutes. I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to play the whole thing, but I may. So if I do, strap in. So again, from Heaven's Vault, this is the Nebula.
And that was The Nebula from Heaven's Vault, composed by Lawrence Chapman. Heaven's Vault came out on PC and PlayStation 4 April 16th, 2019, and is an archaeological science fiction game where you are traveling to these like different locations in and around this like uh, star system and you are deciphering an ancient language. And that's the point of the game is to figure out like this hieroglyphic language, figure out like what exactly it means, this lost civilization. And as you're deciphering the language, you are basically utilizing the environment and your surroundings to figure out what the words actually mean. And oh, you I remember might, this game. Yeah, you're either right or wrong, which is really cool. Oh, hi, Avenger. Where did you come from? <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> Didn't know you were down here. But uh, you are, you know, finding out this uh, language. And as you find more and more hieroglyphics, you either determine if you're right or wrong. And the game kind of like gives you clues based off of like, you know, eventually you'll find out that a word means something because you found it somewhere else on something. You're like, oh, OK, well, this clearly means like pot, like, you know, like a clay pot or something because uh, you you found it. It's sitting next to the word. Well, I might have guessed that that word meant like bowl or something else earlier on and determined okay, that I'm so wrong. <laughs> so, you know, like you'll you'll through process of elimination, you do figure out exactly what words are and what hieroglyphics point to different words. And then you can kind of like, you know, figure out like, okay, well, if this word means water, then this might be waterfall type of a thing. So you're eventually figuring out all of these things and, you know, having to basically be an archaeologist, an archaeologist. That's not even a word. Archaeologist yourself (laughs) to to figure this out. And it's such a cool experience. But what Lawrence Chapman did with the soundtrack, the entire soundtrack is so freaking beautiful and phenomenal. I love that violin throughout the entirety of the nebula. And what's really cool is that it's it's really a spiritual and like ethereal experience. At least it was for me because you are kind of like progressing from the to these different locations on it's called the stream. And it's like this milky cosmic dust of particles. And it really does resemble like a a river. And you're riding this airboat down this cosmic particle of stuff to these different locations. And this song kicks in when you're actually like drifting around and you're, you can control your airboat and you can eventually fast travel as well. But I always made sure to actually control it myself because it would give me goosebumps every single time. And this doing it like when this song would kick in and how just man, it's. It was such a cool freaking experience that it's so hard to put into words how ethereal and spiritual it really kind of all felt to me. Well, I I got like the sense of just floating through space. Yeah, kind of one thousand percent. Absolutely. A hundred percent true. Yes. Um, And you know what? No, I have nothing. I have nothing to tie to space. There's no way you're there's no way you're floating through space on anything. You already played your Star Wars track. (laughs) Yeah. Damn. I was trying to do a nice transition there instead. a game that floated into our hearts. Okay. Uh, a remake that I didn't see coming, but I'm glad that we finally got to play this uh, on the Nintendo Switch. This is from Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. This is Turtle Rock.
And that was Turtle Rock from The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, which came out September 20th of 2019, composed, as the entire soundtrack was, by Ryo Nagamatsu. Yeah, incredible composer over there at Nintendo, man. He does some great work, for sure. And uh, this was the team... There's a team that did this, right? Uh, obviously, the team, the team that does everything. Gretzo. Uh, Gretzo. Yeah, okay. Gretzo, yeah. The same team that did... Um, Luigi's Mansion on the 3DS. They did uh, Ocarina of Time on the yeah, 3DS. Yeah, that's, that's their thing. They, they, they work on like the, the remake projects. Which yeah, like. they're, they're, they're the team that I'm hoping is going to be working on Skyward Sword. Or actually, you know, there's probably another team that's working on Skyward Sword because if Gretzo's working on it, it's still a couple years away. And I really do feel like Skyward Sword is going to be re-released probably next year. That's that's still my guess. I don't know for sure, though. It, it's it's going to come out with the uh, the Switch VR. Switch VR. Man, another, re- another way to get me to not play that game. <laughs> they just don't want me to play Skyward Sword, and that's okay. I don't need to play it. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, just, just, it's a nice little creepy track. I always like to get my creepy track into a, an episode. Yeah, you definitely, uh, you know, that, that track had some some spooky, eerie vibes going on with it. That's uh, the eighth dungeon in Link's Awakening, if I'm not mistaken. Some of those dungeons in Link's Awakening were just so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really, really are. Like, the, the bosses are easy, but some of the dungeon design... Uh, was was a little frustrating, especially the the face dungeon as we talked about when we did the episode on Link's Awakening a few a uh, few weeks back. But it was a great, great, great remaster, and with a, an incredible soundtrack through and through. Like I said, Ryo Nagamatsu does some really special things over at Nintendo, and there's even a hint of the like classic. Uh, Zelda dungeon theme in that track. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Na, 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 na. Yeah, uh, you, mm-hmm. you, you, you can totally hear it kind of mixed in in the background. It, it sounds really, really, really cool together with uh, with other stuff going on there. Uh, really, really good pick. As Akumi Nakamura would say, it's spooky. Spooky. Yeah, glad we got to see her at the uh, at the Game Awards. Man, she's she's still out there doing her thing. She's a being, Spitfire. Yeah, being cute as ever, and uh, I'm, I can't wait to see what she does next because she left Tango GameWorks. You know, they were working on so Ghostfire, Ghostwire, not Ghostfire, Ghostfire, Ghostwire Tokyo, which still isn't out. Correct. But, um, you know, what the, the, the old saying is that the creative directors generally leave about halfway them. through the project yeah. because there's no reason for them to be there anymore. <laughs> exactly. If you're looking for a new all purpose gaming related podcast to listen to, look no further than the Max Level podcast. Every Monday morning, four friends and sometimes five. Have a breakfast powwow about the hottest topics in gaming that week while discussing the games they've been spending time with over the past seven days. Featuring Brian, Frank, Sean, Kyle, and Dan from leveldowngames.com, there's never a down moment when it comes to pertinent information or laugh-out-loud moments. They'll break down upcoming games, hidden gems, and encourage listener participation through guessing games and questions. Find the Max Level Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere else you consume your daily podcasts. Frank, I am going to go Zelda to Zelda. From Cadence of Hyrule, this is Lost Swamp.
That was Lost Swamp from Cadence of Hyrule. Came out June 13th, 2019 on the Nintendo Switch. Composed by the wonderful Danny Baranowski. Obviously, this was the crossover game between the Legend of Zelda and Crypt of the Necrodancer. Such a cool idea for a game. And the Lost Swamp, the only area if I'm not mistaken, that was an original area in the entire overworld map, because, you know, you had the Garudu ruins, you had the Garudu desert. We had the lost woods. We had the, you know, traditional field. We had Death Mountain. We had the Zoro water area. But the lost swamp was something we hadn't seen before. So this was really cool because they got to kind of create their own vision of what an area in Hyrule or The Legend of Zelda would look like. And Demi Baranowski got to take that and really do something extra special with this track. Uh, I get vibes of like psychedelic rock, like rockabilly. Yeah, some rockabilly, but also like some some 60s, early 70s. I dream a genie type stuff like some really just. I don't know. It's, it's really cool what they did with the soundtrack. And it's, it's specifically, again, we're talking this track. Uh, it, it's it's such a cool, like, feel to it and the instrumentation that they used. Uh, there are there are definite rockabilly vibes, too, for sure. But for some reason, I was just getting, like, psychedelic rock and I Dream of Genie vibes. And, man, it was, it was it's such a... When everything comes together, it just works out really, really well. Oh, that was a great, pat- great track. I actually had forgotten where this even took place until you told me. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh... The, the whole, the, 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 the whole, it's such a solid soundtrack from top to bottom, though. Yeah, another another game that we actually did an entire episode of BG yeah. Mania on. So I'm glad that, you know, we purposely left, and it wasn't on purpose, another coincidence, but this track was left off of our track before, and I'm glad because it let us play a track from an area that was unique to Cadence of Hyrule. You, you've heard me say this before in other episodes. It's a testament to how good the soundtrack is when we do a whole episode on something and we still come back and are able to get another track out of that. Like, because normally, we, Absolutely. We, we pick, normally we, we try to pick what we think is the best songs possible. It's still a great song. So obviously it's it's that it's that deep, that strong of a, a soundtrack. I, I agree. I absolutely agree with you. But I'm going to hit you something strong as well, man. Behold the king, the king of kings, the game, the game <laughs> from from honestly, one of my game of the year contenders. WWE 2K20. That's uh, right. That, that is already in the that game's already in the bargain bin. But this we're not we're not playing Triple H's theme. Oh, damn. I got no. excited for a second. Uh, although Lemmy is God. Uh, no. From Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, this is King of Kings.
and that was the King of Kings from Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which came out June 18th of this year, 2019, as a time recording. Because you probably, I can't say this year. You can listen to this 20 years from now. Who knows? <laughs> Man, if we're still on podcast services 20 years from now, if there's not like a different medium that exists to, to consume that, then yeah. Man, welcome to those listening in 2039. I can't wait to see what it's like if I'm still alive. Well, hopefully not. We'll be dead by Tuesday. Um, yeah, that was composed. By Katsuki Ito. Great sound, or great, great, great track, dude. Really, really, really good track. This game is the Castlevania game that I've been waiting for, and I've been waiting a while, at least five, six years. Yeah, it's it's an incredible, like, spiritual successor. Koji Igarashi, you know, just wanted to go out there and just do what he does best, and he can't use the Castlevania name or the IP because Konami owns it, so he just made a new one and did a great job at it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, if you haven't played this yet, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like, I legitimately nominated this for my personal game of the year because I had just so much fun with this. And it's, I mean, you have to be you have to be a Metroidvania fan. Of course, yeah. If you're not, then, I mean, you won't get any enjoyment out of this whatsoever. Oh, but if you never played a game like this, uh, this might be a good jump off point to kind of learn what it's all about because it's... And it's this is a kickstarted game. There's so many th- like nods to the fans because they you know, they put their own characters into the game. It's, it's it's such a wide array of monsters and this is a mess. I have nothing but positive things to say about this game, and that's that's crazy because I'm usually the contrarian when it comes to video like Doctor Seuss, and this is and that's and the what's its and who's its and whoville. The Grinch, Dr. Seuss, nothing. It's probably the last book you've ever uh, read, but uh, yes. (laughs) All those years ago. (laughs) It was a really, really, really strong game and an incredible soundtrack. Not only was Kaisuke Ito on there, but I mean, you had a ton of tracks from Machiro Yamani, just, you know, incredible, incredible composers, incredible stuff. Uh, You know, modern compositions, 8-bit compositions. They did some fun work on this soundtrack. And if you've not listened to the Bloodstained soundtrack yet, I highly recommend listening to it from start to finish because it is phenomenal what they were able to do. It's really, really, really cool. Good stuff. Good stuff top to bottom. But I get to go now to a game that won our nomination for the like best game so far earlier this year. Didn't win game of the year, although it was nominated thanks to Sean, but it did win our best game so far back in June. Or no, we did that in July, actually. We did like beginning of July. From Super Mario Maker 2, this is Peach's Castle.
And that was Peach's Castle from Super Mario Maker 2. Came out June 28th, 2019 on the Nintendo Switch. I have four composers. Was unable to find a breakdown, so we're going to give credit to all four. Atsuko Asahi, Toro Minigishi, Sayako Doi, and Koji Kondo obviously did some new stuff on there. We, gonna, we know, we know that wasn't Koji. Koji. Yeah, we know that wasn't Koji Kondo, but Ko- you know Koji composed like the 8-bit, uh, 16-bit new compositions for some of the yes, previous games yes. he worked on. But uh, I, I have a feeling that was probably Atsuko Asahi, but it may have been Toru Minigishi as well. Uh, I picked specifically that music because it's a remix throwback to the castle music from Super Mario 64, my favorite Mario game of all time. And I really like the way that they were able to kind of remix and and just recompose that track. Uh, Definitely gave me some goosebumps listening to it again there. Uh, I absolutely adore that music. You know, it sits such highly in, in terms of my personal favorites just because of, you know, my love of that game and every all the stories I have about that game and just surround it uh you just that music just brings a huge 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 smile to my face and one of my favorite like mechanics about super mario maker 2 was rebuilding peach's castle in the story mode like it was really cool how they had these hundred levels that they built around you know rebuilding the castle and introducing the mechanics and new themes of the game so that way when you got there and played people's actual created levels you had an easier time such a fun freaking game that recently really just was updated on December 5th with the uh, Legend of Zelda stuff, the DLC. It's nice to see it's still being supported. You know, it, it, this is a game that I, I constantly just jump right back into because you can always just pick a random level and just have fun. Yeah, this was nominated under my uh, Can't Stop, Won't Stop because I've been playing so much Super Mario Maker 2 since it came out. Still am. Still really am. Uh, my favorite part of Mario Maker, of course, is playing as Luigi, you know, because I, I feel for the little brother. Well, you do you play as Luigi in, uh, in the, uh, the uh, you know, never Luigi's Mansion. Fancy. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, my track is not from Luigi's Mansion, but uh, from a, a game very similar called A Plague Tale Innocence. Okay. This track is called Little Brother.
And that was Little Brother from A Plague Tale Innocence, uh, which is a beautiful game that came out this year. I didn't grab the date. I'm sorry. Um, but the entire soundtrack what did was... You? What did you do? Lots and lots of drugs. Um, <laughs> I threw it up my game there, Brian. Hold on. I'm going to bring it back. May 14th, 2019. Thank you. The game came out May 14th, 2019. Uh, Composed. Thanks for looking it up, Frank. (laughs) I need to look things up. We have a Brian. Uh, Composed by Olivier de Riviere. Uh, The entire soundtrack was. uh, I made a joke about this game being similar to Luigi's Mansion. Um, And it kind of is in the worst worst horrible kind of way. Uh, It's siblings going through some real shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a pow- pow- uh, but honestly, it was, it was a powerful story. Lots of fun puzzles to solve. It's a super powerful game. Very, very, like, uh, very sentimental. Uh, I, I had a lot of, like, a lot of strong emotions when I was playing yeah. through Plague Tale Innocence. And for a while there, it was on my, my short list, again, for Game of the Year, but eventually slowly kept getting knocked down as better and better games came out. But I don't think that's taking anything away from a Plague Tale Innocence. This is an incredible journey that absolutely must be experienced. You know, Brent, um, you know how I play games most of the time. I like to power through, run through, run and gun, just kind of don't care about stealth whatsoever. This game, for one, I was forces stealth. It definitely kind of forces stealth. You, you can try to fight your way through. Just good luck. But uh, moral decisions. Like, I actually found, my, found myself questioning my moral decisions. Like, do I really need to kill this guy or should I just sneak past him and let him live? Just knock or knock him out. Like, I, the first time I took a life in this game, I think I, I felt like I did the wrong thing. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 and it, I like games that make you think like that. And as far as we know, there is a sequel currently in production over at Asobo Studio uh, that kind of leaked out that, uh, you know, they're already working on a second game set to come out sometime in uh, 2022. So about two to three years from now. What uh, what's fun about Olivier de Rivier or de Rivier, however you say his name, uh, he, he's been kind of kind of building his resume as of recently in the video game world. You know, he did uh, music for the game that I still need to go back and finish the council, that episodic game. He was yes. the composer behind all that. Uh, he did the music behind Vampire a game that came out in 2018, 11, 11 memories retold. And uh, more recently than a play tale, he was the composer on Greedfall soundtrack that came out this past uh, September that uh, RPG that was very reminiscent of like a Bioware game and uh, he's also doing the soundtrack to next year's Dying Light 2 so he's actually you know getting some wow he's high high profile games yeah he's all over the place you're gonna he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna compose the theme for the next character in Smash apparently I mean and, and rightfully so the, the dude has been uh, you know he's he's doing a great job like just Oh, man, like that, that's such a beautiful track. The way that that violin was done. And oh, it, it, again, it just you, it brings Brian, you back to some strong moments I, in the game. You and I are suckers for uh, for a nice violin, are we not? It's it's good stuff. I mean, there's a reason uh, for it. Uh, well, <laughs> there's a reason for the uh, the love of that instrument. Absolutely. And I guess that's a, a perfect transition to my next track, because while while this track does get very epic and it does get very rocking about a minute in the first 45 50 ish seconds is a nice violin solo from devil may cry 5 this is silver bullet
was Silver Bullet from Devil May Cry 5. Came out March 8th, 2019 for PC, PS4, Xbox One. That particular track was composed by Casey Edwards. The vocals that you heard, obviously, there, the remixed version of Devil Trigger done by Ali Edwards. And a little bit of uh, F.U. from uh, Nero. (laughs) I I want to give you a little thing here. So uh, I checked out Casey Edwards' official Twitter while we were listening to that. Okay. Uh, literally two hours prior to me telling you this, he put, I think I could officially add award losing composer in my bio. Award losing composer? <laughs> yes. Uh, and that's that's legitimately his uh, his, his bio on that one on Twitter. Award losing composer and songwriter. That's unfortunate because Devil May Cry 5 is an incredible soundtrack, but he only composed a couple tracks for the, uh, the game itself. He, you know, Kota Suzuki did like 90, 95% of the tracks. <laughs> Casey Edwards did four tracks on the actual soundtrack, and uh, generally the ones he was involved with were the ones that his wife uh, did actually the vocals for. So, But incredible moment to the game, too. That actually takes place near the very end, uh, really leading up to the uh, the final boss battle. Had a lot of fun playing Devil May Cry 5 when it came out. And it really is, like I said, a really, really fun soundtrack to listen to. I wish I was able to find uh, credits. I want to give I wanted would like to give credit to the uh, the solo violin player at the beginning of that track. But it doesn't exist. I wasn't able to find it. I was able to find like certain drummers and the choir that were used in certain tracks, but they don't have any uh, any credits listed on the soundtrack crediting a 
violinist, so I don't know. We'll give it to Little V. There's Little V. I don't know, he's someone who's related to him on Twitter. He's little Violin? He's, he's, holding, he's holding a violin in his hand, so... Little there Violin. Go, little there you go. Little Violin. Little violin. <laughs> I'm gonna go pick a track from the true game of the year here. <laughs> right. At least in my heart. My Kingdom of Heart. Um, from Kingdom of Hearts 3, this is Savannah Pride. That was Savannah Pride from Kingdom Hearts 3, which came out. See, I, I looked this one up, Ryan. January 29th. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> January 29th of 2019. Um, I could not find an individual composer on this one here. I have a, a triumvirate, an awesome triumvirate at that. Uh, headed, of course, out by Yoko Shimamura. Yeah. But I also, I'm also, we're also giving credit to Takaharu Ishimoto and Tsuyoshi Sakino. This, this track right here uh, is actually the uh, Simba summon in the game. What do they call it? Uh, Lynx, right? They called him Lynx, I think, in Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, something Cause Link. Because you, you linked together with the uh, with the summon. It was it was yes. uh, it was really cool and uh, s- some excellent summons in Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, which is such a Final Fantasy thing. And I'm glad we're oh, actually getting Final Fantasy characters uh, <laughs> by DLC. Next month on the 23rd. Yeah, uh, almost a year to the day when it came out. We're getting the uh, Remind DLC, which is adding some new story content. And the Final Fantasy characters, they're selling it for 30, I believe. And I'm spending the 30. Uh, I love this game. Yeah, I might get the... I might get the um, $40 one. I forget. It comes with some extra stuff, but it seemed seemed interesting. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and I feel and, and I feel being that it's that expensive, it should put Kingdom Hearts 3 into the contention for Game of the Year 2020. Nobody, nobody <laughs> nominated Kingdom Hearts 3 for Game of the Year in 2019. <laughs> Except for you. Tra- I think it's a travesty because it really was a good game. Just that it, it, it was there was a pretty big field. It but, was a uh, good game, but it definitely, you know, slowly got edged down the list by better games that came out. I, I think later games took its spot, but that is just that's, that's, like a, that's well, that's what happens. 
the later games were better. <laughs> You've got personal biasism towards Kingdom uh, Hearts 3. The, the, the word is biases, but uh, is, is it biases? Not biasism. Well, it's bias and then biases. Biasy, biyahoo. Remember that? Yes, that was the Numa Numa dance. Yeah. <laughs> the song is actually in Romanian, and I knew a lot of the words for a while, but you know, yeah. I'm out of practice. Yeah. Uh, I, I will not deny anything that Kingdom Hearts 3 was a great game, but uh, definitely... You know, slowly got edged down the list by better games. Thank you, Brian, for a minute. It is definitely Game of Year contention. No, I I don't think it was worth being in contention for Game of the Year, but I think that it is a great game nonetheless. Uh, 2019 was a very strong year for a lot of great games. And uh, just, you know, that's just kind of what we have to deal with every year. I will will admit that, yeah, there's a lot of great games out there. Yeah, yeah, we we, we see that every year. Hell, Fire Emblem Three Houses, you know, should have won Game of the Year. Well, it honestly should have. I mean... That's not just no, me no, no, liking no, no, the like, game. No, 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 like in all honesty, I, I mentioned this on Max the whole podcast. I kind of saw the error of my ways on this one here. After the fact that they added an award for the Game Awards for Fans' Choice, and it was the resounding winner of Fans' Choice, kind of hard for me to deny that it deserved a spot. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean at, at that point, I'm just being a jerk. Yeah, no, I know. And, uh, you know, I, I, I did greatly enjoy Fire Emblem, but I, I the way I critically look at things, I, I look at multiple aspects and, you know, I put my personal enjoyment aside, as I talked about on Max Level this past week. You know, Sh- Shenmue hard. 3. It, well, maybe for you, but Shenmue no, 3. It's, it's, it's hard for most people because the average man, and that's what I, th- that's what I am. I'm the Vox Populi, the, the voice sure, of the people. Sure, I, I will be the above average. That's fine with me. I always have been. But... <laughs> What's your next pick, Dick? <laughs> From Astral Chain, this is Task Force Neuron. <laughs> And that 
was Task Force Neuron from Astral Chain. Came out August 30th, 2019 for the Nintendo Switch. That was composed by Satoshi Igarashi. How sexy was that track? Like it just it it just oozes that sex appeal. Yeah, it, it, her her little I I love it. It's it's so good. Like just the beat, the 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 humming vocals that we had there. Like I I listened to the entire soundtrack to Astral Chain. There's several tracks that I'm very excited to kind of learn where they actually play because I don't know. As I mentioned earlier on in the show, I've not played Astral Chain yet. This is one of the games that I'm I'm kind of you know my fingers are crossed that shows up under the Christmas tree for Christmas morning. This and Dragon Quest Eleven. As even though I've played some Dragon Quest Eleven on PS4, I stopped playing it when they announced the Switch version because it comes with the uh, you know the the two the versions you can switch back and forth between modern and classic Dragon Quest. Yeah. So I wanted to just experience the the game that way. So I'm hoping those two games show up on Christmas morning. But Astral Chain Man has an incredibly incredibly strong soundtrack. Uh, a lot of vocal tracks that, you know, I'm kind of excited. I think they sound like boss fights. So maybe that's, you know, we'll see if that happens or not. But this just to me sounds like, I don't know, like it could be a nightclub type theme because, you know, a lot of Astral that's Chain a, was that, like that, a lot of like neon. Like. Yeah, like a lot of neon type stuff. But then could, could, could even be like a city urban theme kind of deal. Like. Yeah, because the, the you know, the um, the name of the track Task Force Neuron, you're playing Astral Chain as like this group of police academy like anime type characters so I, I really don't know such a cool track but I, I picked this one specifically you know there were several other tracks that I really 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 liked a couple that I might have even liked more but I, I I landed on this one as an overall for best of 2019's pick because of just how like freaking sexy it sounded I don't know something about this track just really just it oozes that appeal to me it really does great pick man I like have nothing more to add to it unfortunately like but you know what? My last pick I said was my personal game of the year pick. How about the actual game of the year? Let's pick this. Let's get a track from the actual game of the year. I like it. Okay. It's, it's only fitting. From Death Stranding, this is Cargo. Hi. <laughs> <laughs>
And this that was Cargo High from Death Stranding, which uh, just came out November 8th, 2019. Um, and that was composed by Joel Corlitz. Yeah, it's one of two tracks that Joel was on. The rest of the soundtrack done, well, the original soundtrack uh, by Ludwig Forsell, because there are two soundtracks to this game. Yeah, there's this one and there's a licensed music soundtrack. Correct, yep. Uh, so this in this game, you play as Daryl, who is a uh, zombie-killing machine. No. Um, no, no, different no. thing. Okay. But you do play as Norman Reedus, who is Sam Porter Bridges, and he is trying to reconnect the strands of the United Cities of America in a great freaking game that I really did enjoy. <laughs> I can't wait to play this. I really can't wait to play this. It was a, it was a, it was a good game, and I know a lot of people gave it some shit because you know, just you know, it, a lot of people hiking, thought it was yeah, hiking simulator. A lot, of, a lot of people just think it's and still do, you know, ignorantly think it's a walking slash hiking simulator. And yes, while you do walk a lot in the game, that's only like the first three chapters. There's 15 chapters in this game. You eventually have access to vehicles, different modes of transportation, different ways to play the game. Uh, it's really, really, really cool. Those that are they're writing it off as, as something so simplistic as a a walking simulator is not making it very far into the game. So, you know, it is an incredible experience. We did give it our personal level down game, level down games awards for award. That's so hard to say sometimes level down games award for game of the year. I know it was nominated oh, at the official game awards, but we call them the Bryans. Call them the old Bibbidi Bryans. Yep. 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 That's what we do. No, we don't do that. Nobody does that. But I uh, I really did enjoy my time with Death Stranding. Kyle, also a big, big, big fan of Death Stranding. Still playing through it. I did finish it uh, several, several weeks ago. Uh, your boy Martin over in the UK finished Death Stranding not that long ago as well. He was uh, in contact with me on Instagram uh, talking about the game and, and let me know that he finished Shout it. Shout out really to Martin. Yeah. Let me know that he also really, really, really greatly enjoyed Death Stranding. So uh, and it was a good pick, man. That's a great track great track i just i, I love it. it had its little stranger things feels to it it had its yeah yeah a lot of death stranding Do does Do Do doctor who you know just yeah just like a lot of the soundtrack does man you when you, you you'll notice that when you actually do play through it yourself that a lot of the soundtrack calls back to uh to those like science fictiony type stuff it's really cool and really well done soon Ho hopefully santa takes care of me this year hopefully santa is a good boy brings the because I, sure, uh, I sure wasn't because you sure were not <laughs> all right man we each have one pick left we're about to close out this episode the best of 2019 i am gonna go to what was my personal game of the year to close out my picks from fire emblem three houses this is the main theme
And that was the main theme from Fire Emblem Three Houses. My personal game of the year. The game that honestly should have won game of the year, but it didn't, did it, Jeff Keighley? No, it did not. Came out April, or not April, July, I don't know why I said April, July 26th, 2019. I have three individual composers for Fire Emblem Three Houses. Takeru Kanazaki, Hiroki Morishita, and Ria Kondo. I I've heard was, of one of those. <laughs> Ria Kondo, probably. But <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I was unable to find a breakdown of the, you know, who composed what for Fire Emblem Three Houses. But I did find out that the vocalist that kind of made a brief appearance there toward the end of the track, uh, someone by the name of Karo, uh, C-A-R-O. So that was uh, the vocalist. I really enjoy that main theme. I, I generally always enjoy Fire Emblem music. I think that it's always been quite strong. But something about that main theme, the when it first started out, I first started playing Three Houses. I was like, this is kind of eerie. Like, it's kind of creepy, but it works really well. And then it just gets beautiful and moving and, you know, just more what we expect with Fire Emblem music. I, man, cannot say enough good things about Three Houses. I think that it made Fire Emblem a household franchise. A lot of people were talking about Fire Emblem after this came out, uh, and rightfully so. The game is incredible. I make no qualms about it. You know, I'm not that huge into, like, strategy RPGs. My my flavor of JRPG and a action RPG is the kind, like, Star Ocean Tales, where there's no turn-based, and then traditional turn-based, like Final Fantasy and, and Dragon Quest. Those are the RPGs that I like. There are some strategy games that I can get down with. You know, I, I liked Tactics, Final Fantasy Tactics, obviously, and there are, like, two Fire Emblem games I've played previously that I really did enjoy. But something about Three Houses, man, just the way that it handled everything, just it it made it more accessible and it made it a lot more fun. And I think that's why so many people really took to Fire Emblem Three Houses. And then, you know, to to back all that up, it had an incredible setting, an incredibly well done story, you know, multiple different ways to play the game because there's so many, you know, there's three different houses that you can pick from and actually play. And the house that you pick in is, you know, completely changes the story. There's a hidden fourth route. You can play through this game four times and see different stuff after like the halfway point. So there's a lot of replayability with this game as well. It honestly should have been nominated at the Game Awards. It really should have. And I think that that, like you mentioned, uh, was was proven by the fans that unanimously voted this, like the, the fans choice award winning thing. It wasn't even thing. close. No, it was it was a complete blowout. Uh, and, and I think that that just, you know, shows that they slighted this game hard at the uh, at the official game awards. And, you know, it is what it is. But I, I do think that this game deserves to be in contention for game of the year overall because of how just incredible it actually was. And again, the soundtrack is awesome. because you have jerks out there saying things like strategy games can't be nominated for game of the year. Like, yep. come on, people, just Screw those bro, bro, guys. Broaden bro, 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 bro your horizons, you know, be, be adults. Okay? Screw those guys. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're led by this dumbass. His name is Frank. But, you know, they just, man, those guys can just, you know, leave the industry. Right, Frank? Leave the industry. <laughs> you, are the leader. you are the leader of them. You are the leader of them. Well, I'm not a leader of man. I, I, I like to follow. <laughs> That's right. I quoted Nickelback on an episode of BG Mania. You're welcome. <laughs> but you are closing out the episode. I'm closing out the episode with the game that we gave the soundtrack of the year award to here at Level yes. Down Games. It, it, it seemed only fitting. 
um, to, to go ahead and do that. Uh, and that game, of course, is Katana Zero. Uh, the track is you're going to hear to close out the episode is called Meat Grinder. Uh, Katana Zero itself had a worldwide release April 18th, 2019. Correct. Composed by Ludovic. Ludovic, yes. Um, such a fun game, such a great soundtrack, top to bottom. We did a whole episode about it. Again, like I said, we do a whole episode of Katana Zero, and we still managed to find a great song off this. Yep, yep, yep. We, uh, Ludowick and Bill Kiley, man, some incredibly, incredibly talented composers. Uh, Bill Kiley, someone that's been in, uh, been in contact with us here. Uh, you know, it's just super fun, man. Really, really, really enjoyed listening to that soundtrack. Uh, enjoyed playing the game, too. And, really sad that I missed out on calling you the meat grinder himself earlier on in the episode. You damn right, ladies. <laughs> this game it had explored a power. I wish I had in real life. Just, you know, it's rewinding time. So you can yeah. kill people. Um, well, not, not to kill people, but to, you know, have some excellent, excellent power it would be fun. <laughs> No, nah, man, it's just, it's such a fun game. It's just psychological at levels. Yeah. And I mean, that they, they played on that because there's a psychologist in the game yeah. <laughs> that, that, you know, you're actually dealing with in the story and going and visiting him because of all the crazy stuff that's happening to you throughout the course of this game. It is an incredible game. Uh, was Kyle's number one choice for game of the year this year. Uh, it definitely was up for running for our personal games of the year as well. Uh, this was my number three right behind Fire Emblem Three Houses and Death Stranding. Uh, this is an incredible experience of a game. And the soundtrack, if you've I, I obviously, you know, if you're out there listening and you've been with us for a while, then you heard our episode on, on Katana Zero. But if for some reason you're a new listener and you enjoyed what you just heard, definitely go seek out the entire soundtrack to Katana Zero. Uh, it can be streamed on Spotify even like it's an incredible yes. experience to listen to. I can't wait for the sequel, Katana 1. Katana 1, baby. Well, they are uh, supposedly going to be releasing some DLC for uh, for Katana 0, because we know that at the end of the game, it, like, it wasn't done. The game it, is not done. That. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's going to be some new stuff coming soon, and that's going to be really, really exciting to play through and, and see where the story goes next. And while the game's not done, unfortunately, we are. We are done, unfortunately. And it, it was a fun episode getting to uh, to look back on all the incredible, incredible games that came out in 2019. 2020 is going to be lit, though. 2020 is going to definitely be fire. Uh, you know, we have Cyberpunk 2077 coming out. Fire, not Fire Emblem, Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Animal Crossing, Doom Eternal. Last of Us Part 2, Next Generation Arrives with the Xbox Scarlet, or I guess it's called Xbox Series X now. I keep keep wanting to say yeah. Xbox Scarlet. Xbox Series X. And, yeah, uh, some God, we'll have some Godfall. Godfall on the PlayStation 5. Follow that up with some Xbox Sex, baby. Series X, Xbox Sex. I can't wait to get me one of them sex boxes. <laughs> and obviously the ton of other games coming out, too. You know, we just basically scratched the surface with uh, listing off games off the top of our head. But there's awesome, you know, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, uh, some remakes, some remasters, some ports. What else is there? I don't remember everything. There's so many games you couldn't even think. Avengers. You can't get Yes, game of the year right there. Yeah, maybe. Probably not. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. A lot of great games next year. A lot of great games next year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let us know what game you're most anticipating. You know, what, what, what music do you want to hear? Yeah, what obviously, uh, what, what are you excited about coming up in 2020? And what was your personal favorite soundtrack for 2019? Interact with us. Let us know. Send us emails. BGManiatLevelDownGames.com. Tweet at us. Instagram message me. Email me. I already said that. Uh, leave comments on whatever we the we podcast. Got we got Discord, Podbean. I don't care. Just contact us. 
It's fun interacting with you. That is going to do it for this week, though. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by LevelDownGames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash games and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash games and click that follow button. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. In that description box, you will find a link to our Discord channel. Click it, join it, interact with it, interact with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. We, uh, we we generally try to respond to everybody that comments in there and just have fun just hearing from you. It's always fun. Fun. I keep saying fun, but it's fun. I don't know. It is fun. It is fun. Next week, Frank, the holidays arrive. Next Wednesday is Christmas. So I thought it would be fun for us to take a look at video games that feature Santa Claus. But it will be very specific music next week because we will be playing tracks that actually occur when Santa's on screen because, you know, Santa's going to be flying around on uh, December 24th and 25th, leaving presents to all good boys and girls throughout the world. As long as you don't upset that elf on the shelf. Correct. Yeah. Make sure that the elf on the shelf is uh, uh, being taken care of because he reports back to Santa. Yes. Yes. So we will have Santa Claus music next week. But you might be thinking to yourself, wait a second. Next Wednesday is also the end of the month. What happened to Radio Hour? Fear not. Radio Hour is going to be a bonus episode this month, the day before on Christmas Eve, the 24th. So that's right. Two episodes of BG Mania next week on the 24th and the 25th. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have Meat Grinder from Katana Zero, composed by Ludowick. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.